I remember a number of years ago, the first time I saw the St. Louis Arch. I went through a, I sat through a description about how the arch was constructed, and in that description, I found two things rather fascinating. One is that the arch is built in such a way that it can withstand up to 150-mile-an-hour winds moving as much as 18 inches in either an east or west direction. The other thing is that the base of the arch is 60 feet below ground, which maybe because of that kind of foundation allows for a 630 feet high in the air object to move no more than 18 inches in a 150-mile-an-hour wind. It's probably not at all surprising that some of the tallest buildings in the world have some deep, deep foundations to them. And so it's also not surprising that Jesus talks about the importance of having a foundation in our faith. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, that a wise man built his house on the rock, and the winds blew, and the streams rose, but the house did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Foundations are important, but one of the reasons why a foundation is so important is so that there can continue to be building on the, that foundation, and the same is true in our life of faith. The foundation of your faith is confirmed so, uh, confirmed so that you can be sure about it, so that you can build upon it. I really think that's the point that the Apostle Peter was making in the reading that we heard earlier from 2 Peter chapter 1. And I want you to listen again just to these few verses. His divine power was given us everything we need for a godly life. He has given us His very great promises. Peter is essentially saying here that we have been given everything that we need for our salvation. God's great and precious promises, God's gift of His grace, the promise of forgiveness, these are the very foundation to what our faith means. But that foundation is intended to be built upon. And so that's why the Apostle Peter says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Make every effort to add to your faith. In other words, you have salvation. You have the promise of forgiveness through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You are given an eternal hope with Christ. All of heaven has been opened up for you. You have the very basic foundation of your faith. But now add to that. Faith in Jesus is our foundation. But Peter goes on to talk about building on that foundation. And in those verses, he gives us actually seven characteristics that we are to build upon. The first is goodness. 
or some translations use the word virtue. One way that this word goodness is defined is moral excellence or spiritual courage. And with that in mind, I, let's remember the Old Testament character of Daniel. In his youth, Daniel was forcibly taken from his home and to spend the rest of his life in, surrounded in a foreign country by pagan gods and beliefs. But never once did Daniel flinch in carrying out the faith that he was given. In fact, the king issued a decree that no one was to pray or to honor the God that Daniel prayed to, but Daniel didn't obey that. Even being thrown into a den of lions didn't dissuade him. Against all odds, Daniel exhibited moral excellence and spiritual courage. Add to your faith goodness. And add to your faith also knowledge. The word knowledge here is actually described as intellectual information or having spiritual wisdom. But it's more than just having information. It is to know how we too are to apply that information of what's in God's Word. One of the reasons why we started in January reading through the New Testament was so that we would know what God's Word says in the New Testament. And I'd be kind of curious at this point. We started this in January, and I'd be kind of curious how many of us have hung in there so far. We're almost at the end of November, one more month to go, another book or two left. What was encouraging to me when we started this process at the first of the year was the number of people here who came up to me and said, Pastor, I've never really read the Bible. So there's a basis of foundation, there's a, a basis of faith, a foundation of faith. But let's understand what God's Word says. So add to your faith knowledge, but also self-control. In Peter's day, this word self-control was associated with trying to control somebody's wants or desires. In fact, the ancient Greeks described self-control as someone who was not ruled or driven by their passions or their sexual desires. In some ways, it seems like we are living in a time where there's blanket sexual acceptance. And actually, the reality is, it was pretty much the same in ancient times. But it's because of that that Peter's words point out that we don't have to be controlled. We don't have to give in to every passion or desire that we have. Add to your faith, self-control. And also perseverance, or some translations word it steadfastness. When you think about all of the challenges that are going on in our world, when you think of all the uncertainty that we feel at times, sometimes when we hear a piece of news, 
When you reflect in your own life and you think about some of the things that that you find yourself struggling with, sometimes there's the temptation to want to give up and throw in the towel. The Apostle Peter encourages us in perseverance. In Acts chapter 14, we read an account where Paul and Barnabas are teaching the people and and performing miracles among them. And there were those that came in and and challenged what they were doing, and they literally stoned Paul, dragged him out of the city, and left him half dead. But you know what Paul did? He got up, and he went back into the city. Talk about perseverance. Read in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 the number of things that the Apostle Paul describes that he went through. Three times he was beaten with rods. Three times he was shipwrecked. He was in danger in the city, in the country. He went without sleep. He was cold and naked. He was hungry. But never once, never once did the Apostle Paul give up. He hung in there. Add to your faith no matter what else is going on, add to your faith perseverance and also godliness. Have you ever noticed sometimes when a baby is born? Tom and Becky, did you talk about this? Bryce and Abby, did you do the same? You look at the baby and you try to figure out who does he look like. Does he look like more a mom or dad? I know as a grandfather, it's always, it warms your heart when somebody says, oh, they look like you. There's some kind of resemblance there. Well, what is it that we resemble in God? We look at what God has done. We look at who He is And we look at the situations that we find ourselves in and we ask ourselves, what would be a Christ-like response here? Or what would Jesus do in this particular situation in responding to that person? Godliness is having the nature of God, having the likeness of God, having the character of God. Add to your faith godliness and also mutual affection. In the Old Testament, we read about David and Jonathan and how Jonathan loved David like a brother. Now, there are those who have actually attempted to try to interpret that relationship in a sexual kind of way, but that is at all not the context of that. It is Jonathan and David who had such a close relationship, almost like brothers, that a mutual affection for one another. In the Old Testament, we also read about Naomi and Ruth. Naomi, once her husband and and sons died, she, she decided to return back to her homeland. But even though she resisted it, her daughter-in-law, Ruth, insisted that she go back with her. Finally, Ruth said, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. There was such mutual affection that Ruth had for her mother-in-law. Add to your faith mutual affection. 
and love. You know that in the New Testament, there are several words in the Greek language that we translate as love in our language. But the word that is used here is the highest expression of love, unconditional love, a self-sacrificing kind of love. Add to your faith that kind of love. Sacrificial love through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, that is the very foundation of our faith. But now Peter says, add to that goodness and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and mutual affection and love. And if you do, Peter says, they will help keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your faith. In other words, Jesus has made such a difference in our life that we want to make a difference in the lives of others. These seven characteristics that Peter talks about aren't to be looked at as if they are a recipe to follow but rather they're about a relationship that God wants us to have with Him and consequently the kind of relationship that God wants us to have with others. I suppose all of us could put this list of seven things on our bathroom mirror and every morning read that list and and try to go out and, and characterize those things. And actually, that would be a good practice to do. But that's not so much the main point. It's an invitation for a closer relationship with God. And how do we take that relationship with God and show that to others? And that's why I would say, for the most part, Christianity should not be considered a religion as much as it is a relationship with God and with each other. And the Apostle Peter concludes this section by saying, if you do these things, you will not stumble, you will not fall. And that's important for us to recognize because we live in a time where there are so many things that happen around us in life that can be so discouraging. There may be things that we experience in our own personal life that want to make us feel like at times to throw in the towel. We can easily be distracted. It might cause us to stumble. But Peter is saying to us here, make every effort to add to your faith. Carry it out. Live it out. Impact others. Not just receive so that you will not fall. This whole idea of building on the foundation of Jesus Christ, this this whole idea of seeing Christ as our foundation, is why one of the discipleship models we have here at St. Michael is what we call becoming more like Jesus. You have the gift of salvation. Jesus has sacrificed His life for you. You have the assurance of forgiveness because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You are a redeemed, saved, 
loved child of God who counts in God's eyes. All of that is the foundation of our faith. But God calls for us to become more like Jesus, which is an ongoing process. So that's why I would encourage all of us to say, count me in to not only confess my faith in Jesus Christ, but to grow in my faith. Count me in to have a closer relationship with God. Count me in to recognize the difference that Jesus Christ has made in my life and count me in to want to live my life in such a way to make a difference in the lives of others. Because it takes all of us in order to carry out what God has asked us to do. For the last several weeks, we've been encouraging you in that and using that phrase. We've already taken some of the cards that have been filled out that are in the box there, and here's some expressions of some ways that people want to be counted in. If Jesus Christ, as our Savior, has made a difference in your life, say amen. I think you can say it louder than that. If Jesus Christ has made a difference in your life, say amen. Amen. We want to now make a difference in the lives of others. That's why he's called us together. And if it's going to happen, if any difference is going to be made in this world, going to be happened by God's people, and it starts by who we are and what we do here. In the name of Jesus, amen.